0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: This is Robert D'Agostino, Professor Robert D'Agostino with Do Facts Matter? And increasingly, it's obvious they don't. But uh, before I get into the main topic and put it all together for my listeners, I want to comment on two other things. Number one, uh, there is a... Uh, an iHeart podcast about Anoike. Uh This is a scandal that occurred uh, some 50 years ago, or niche some 50 years ago, and it's uh, about a uh, initially about a um, a setting or a treatment center supposedly for um, troubled boys. And you may want to listen to that. It's kind of interesting because, and I, I say that not because I'm I'm I've been interviewed for it personally. But it goes to show you the ineffectiveness of government and, and how government is so prone to be pressured by people with political uh, clout. Uh, very often people not only uh, have political clout, they have it because of their contributions, political contributions. But those of you out there who, re- who think the government is the answer to the questions, you need to just reflect on what happened About Anawakee, but getting out to the uh, next thing, uh, YouTube has a um, oh a set of uh, rules about what they will and will not censor, and obviously censorship on these platforms has become a huge, huge issue. Uh, You have Barry Lynn's book, uh, Freedom from Old Masters. Which takes on the particularly takes on the um, concentration of power in the t- tech giants. We're talking about Google and uh, Amazon and, uh, and uh, the, uh, Facebook and, and what have you. Uh, and the recent book by Josh Hawley that just came out, Senator Hawley from Missouri, "The Tyranny of, of Big Tech." And, of course, their tyranny is being expressed is in censorship. If you don't toe the line, whatever the line happens to be, you're censored. And uh, YouTube has the same rules. And what's interesting about YouTube, and I, and I read this, and I probably another show I'll, I'll, I'll analyze it in detail because I didn't quite have enough time to go through every single rule and every single assertion made by them, But the bottom line is this, that YouTube decides what you can say or think about COVID-19, what you could say or think about the treatments for COVID-19, and what you could say or think about the mandates coming out from politicians about COVID-19. There's no recognition that there is some dispute about some of these areas, uh, and that's for sure. There's a lot on the Internet now about the efficacy of most masks. There is some question about whether or not uh, the uh, uh, b- uh, vaccine should should be given to, to young folks. These are all matters of dispute. And you would know that, of course, from YouTube. youtube They've, they've decided, their epidemiologists and medical staff on, on YouTube have decided what you can and cannot think and what you can and cannot say. And they forget what Freiman said, the famous physicist Freiman said, said that, science is the knowledge that the experts are wrong. And that's what he really meant and what that means is that Science is not settled. Science is a process. Science is where scientists use a process to test theories, to test hypotheses, to to test established facts. If science was settled, why aren't we living under Newton's laws? Yeah, we live under Newton's laws of physics. By the way, uh, under the uh, new uh, dispensation, I'm not allowed to mention Newton's name because he's a white man. But under the uh, uh, Newton's laws were were supposedly end all and be all the laws of motion, laws of gravity, and, and of course along came Einstein, relativity. It, the GPS that we all use would not work if we only apply Newton's laws. You have to apply certain elements of relativity. And I want to go into that because I it's, it's beyond the scope of of, of this talk. Although I might have a guest on in the future that can talk a little bit about that and why that's so, uh, you know, time dilation and all that wonderful stuff. Um, But that's the whole issue in science. You you challenge and you look at things. And I was listening to an interview of a Harvard uh, epidemiologist and medical scientist who said, uh, was, was talking uh, actually uh, I'm sorry uh, an interview by a climatologist a geologist and he was and a physicist he's a physicist and he was talking about climate change and said as they make the projections the computer projections more sophisticated things become more uncertain that's an interesting comment as we make the computers and the computer uh Projections more sophisticated, the results become more uncertain. Well, you collect knowledge and you have to apply it. You know, Karl Popper, the great philosophy of, philosopher of science, uh, said, you know, you, science is about. Testing about falsification. Whenever you have a theory, when you ever have a hypothesis, you got to try to falsify it. What? Where are the holes? And by finding the holes, we can we can make the, the, the theory better. We can make the hypothesis more accurate. And uh, that's happened with the COVID nineteen. I mean, I mean hydroxychloroquine. It's absolutely correct that it's not a cure, but it is not correct that it doesn't have a use. In many countries, many countries use it and it's effective in the very early stages. Once you hit the hospital and the cytokine, once you hit the immune response, it's too late to use that. There's no question about it, that it's not a cure. But does it work? Early on, it seems to control and it prevents people from going to the hospital. But you would know that from what you, YouTube says. You would know that from – and you could know it from from the Internet, at least the non-censored part of it. But uh, it's absolutely incredible that you have to think in certain ways. You have to believe in certain ways. You have to act in certain ways. I mean, there are still governors in this this, uh, wonderful country of ours with mask mandates. Mask mandates for outdoors? There's no evidence, nowhere, nothing – that indicates that uh, being outdoors without a mask, at least if you're not in a group of people, a large group of people, has any negative effects. In fact, it's positive effects. I mean, it's like any other flu-like disease, coronavirus. The key is dose and duration. If you're not with a group of people outside, you couldn't be a better place to be than a nice breezy weather outside. Um and this, and and how about the th- social distancing? Yeah, sure. If it's dose and duration, you don't want to be in close contact with someone who's infected. But but how far apart do you need to be? Well, what is this three three feet and six feet business all about? It's about how long it takes for the droplets to evaporate in the air. The droplets from someone speaking, carrying the viruses in the air, and the droplets will fall to the ground and evaporate. What about the virus? Well, that's a different story. Once the droplets evaporate, the water evaporates, the virus is free of that weight. And there's certainly some indications that the virus, 27 feet maybe, That's a good number of feet for the virus to last. But it spreads out. The dose declines. It becomes less dangerous. And if there's sun out, the virus is killed. But 27 feet is, I've read that number several times about how long the virus can remain in the air. And obviously the droplets don't remain in the air that time. They're three feet, six feet, whatever, and the droplets are gone. But not the virus particles. They're not. So, and this brings me into uh, what's going on since, for, certainly for you two, facts don't matter. Um, although a lot of what they say, I'm reading here, their policy is exact, it's true. And a lot of it has a kernel of truth. And a lot of it has support from certain parts of the uh, medical profession and others who, who, who don't agree. I mean, there's a very prominent doctor who's... Uh, out there, um, ep- 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 epidemiologist who who thinks the the vaccine uh, does more harm or potentially more harm than good. Now that's not the consensus. The consensus is the other way. And look, I'm I'm in a vulnerable age group, so I have yes, I've ta- I've gotten the the uh, the vaccine. I know some of you might have heard my son uh, uh, belittling the the vaccine, but I I think for a vulnerable group like my age group, myself. I've taken the Pfizer vaccine, both doses, so has my wife, and I would do that despite the fact that I've researched a lot of the criticisms, but the criticisms seem mostly to be relevant to younger folks taking the vaccine. Uh, read it. I mean, there's plenty of eat. I, I understand that the platforms, Facebook, and the rest of them censor all this stuff because it doesn't fit the uh, the current r- religious doctrine, but uh, you may be able to, to catch some of this before they uh, knock it off. I mean, we're talking about people, uh, scholars, medical researchers from Harvard and from Stanford University, uh, from really some of uh, the University of California. We're talking about some really top, top people People write for Lancelot, one of the two leading uh, uh, medical, uh, uh, scholarly medical ma- uh, 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 publications. So uh, we're not talking about just anyone coming along and saying, you know, this this is no good, this is no, uh, uh, this is no good for political reasons. We're talking about very experienced people. Well, well I'll get back to that in a minute, but I want to talk, now get into really what I'm talking about. And... Uh, What's going on? Uh, And certainly, the Biden administration is in an all-out attack on merit. Uh, The what's happening in the military, the purge in the military, is directed at anyone who, um, probably anyone who, anyone in a leadership position who voted for Trump. uh, It's a it has nothing to do with ability, nothing to do with leadership, it has everything to do in the name of getting rid of domestic terrorists. It's very interesting, domestic terrorists, people who loot, we may call it, take advantage of a shopping situation, who, who burn, who attack courthouses, who attack police stations, who drive people out of business, they're peaceful protesters or their reaction is, is understood you sympathize with it after all the poor press group as they steal TV sets from a, a Target or a, a, a Best Buy I mean I think that Walgreens has announced the closing of multiple uh, pharmacies in San Francisco because they can't control the, uh, the, the, th- the thievery shoplifting is is rampant since the s- district attorney of san francisco has announced she won't prosecute shoplifters therefore they shoplift it's what 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 a surprise right that only could be a surprise to a lefty and, you know uh i was looking at uh what's happening in new york city uh you know bill de blasio uh, is not running for re-election uh <laughs> If, if, if even if you were eligible to do so he'd probably get maybe 10 percent of the vote the well known as the worst mayor in u.s in uh, new york city history um and the odds-on favorite was uh, anthony yang he was the ran for president a democrat very intelligent uh young, young fella and he was the odds-on favorite and he's Mouthing all the religious doctrine of the progressive left, and and progressivism is a religion, and that's part of the explanation for why facts don't matter. When you have an all-encompassing religion, it's the doctrines of the religion. Whether it's a sacramental or, or a fetish, you know, like wearing masks out, out outdoors when no one else is around, that's a fetish. Uh, the, our our dear president is is up to his ears in, in mask fetish fetish. So anyway, the um, and of course, there are sacraments, uh, infanticide, uh, same-sex marriage. These are sacraments, and uh, and they can't be challenged uh, because they're religious sacraments. Uh, so we have this whole progressive movement, and and this is now taking over the military. Look, when President Obama became president, one of the first things he did, he understood. At the left has always understood that. Personnel is policy, something Republicans have never really understood, or most Republicans. But personnel is policy. If you want to control the policy or change the policy, you have to change the personnel. And we'll continue that little discussion in a moment up against the break.
2: Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran.
1: This is Professor Robert D'Agostino with uh, New Facts Matter. We were talking about... uh religious doctrines, and which progressivism has become a religious doctrine, which, by the way, explains the censorship. I mean, if if, <laughs> if you're blasphemy, uh, you, you burned at the stake, you know, in, in, uh, in, in the 1400s, 1300s, you could, you could get burned at the stake, 1500s. Now, of course, they cancel you. Uh, that's uh, because what you're saying is blasphemous. Uh, no blasphemy allowed. And, and also no facts allowed, because once you have a religious doctrine uh, and it's, you know, people understand something. And, and I, I and they, oh, well, are you anti-religious, Professor Dacus? No, I'm anti-false religion. And uh, progressivism is a false religion, and, it, and it's based on false facts. It's based on no facts. And, and he said, what about Christianity? I said, well, what about Christianity. Go look at your history from the so-called Dark Ages through the Middle Ages, and you tell me what institution founded virtually every single university. Every single educational system was created by the Catholic Church or later on some of the Protestant churches. and, and, and And who were their faculty? Mostly priests. So you go back, whether it's the University of Paris, Bologna, and all the other ones, they have either staffed by 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 clergymen, or more, more than likely created by the church. So to say that the, the 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 church was anti-science is crazy. And oh, they bring up Galileo. Well, he was a pain. I mean, Galileo was protected by the Pope. And and he but he he broke his promise. The pope didn't try to say that uh, the Catholic Church didn't say what he what he was teaching was false. They said they wanted him to have some evidence, some proof. They wanted to sh- be a little more uh, sure about what his facts were. And he decided to publish before that. The people who were uh, anti Galileo were his some of his colleagues at the university, because he was a thorough, uh, let's say, uh, thoroughly disliked person. Uh, so uh, the whole story should be told, not just the, the myth. But, of course, the myth is more important sometimes than the real story. In, in any case, uh, look look it up. I, I, get Any of the ancient universities or the universities in Europe, prestigious universities, look at what year they were founded. Look at who founded them. Uh, I mean, even... Uh, in, in the Muslim uh, Arab Muslim, when the Muslims had a uh, some institutes of higher learning, much of their faculty were, were Christians and Jews, uh, aside from, from from Muslims. And in fact, uh, one of their most famous universities was closed down by a reformist Muslim group who wanted to return to the the purity of the days of Muhammad. And Lincoln looked that one up too, and. Uh, See, see where you get see, see where that goes and anyway the, the what's going on in the military is a disgrace because what's going on in the military now is the issues of diversity and equity now trump ability so we're going to have a a, a force that uh Will substitute uh, lessons in uh, interrogation of enemies with diversity training. Uh, will uh, our our leaders will learn how to be uh, uh, choose as their uh, colleagues people who are up to speed on uh, intersectionality. Intersectionality. The the. Uh, who are against white supremacy? Uh, it'll be you'll pick by quota: so many women, so many men, so many uh, black men, of course, or Hispanic men, uh, so many transsexuals, so many gays. Yeah, look, the the outgoing uh, general counsel of Coca-Cola, who is big on diversity. Uh, he wrote letters to outside law firms uh, letters to internally about hiring based on diversity uh, uh... one letter that he sent to an outside law firm said that they would not have any business from Coke unless their hires were at least 50% from diverse groups, and he named them American Indians, women. I don't know why women get in that list sometimes. I mean, my goodness, if you take a look at college today, the majority of college students are women. The majority of schools, uh, students in law schools are women, and I think they're about half of the uh, medical school uh, patients. So I don't understand why people are still talking about diversity and saying women are in the the list. Uh, Women in general are in the list. I guess American Indian women would be in the list, or or, uh, black women, although uh, look at the statistics on the uh, income of black women and you kind of wonder what they're doing on that list. But in any, in, in any case, um, the the military is now in the throes of a diversity push. Uh, there are too many white males in the special forces, SEALs and the other special forces. No, no, too many white males. we got to do something else. Uh, and not enough women. Well, essentially no women. Uh So, you know, what happens to our military when we decide that diversity and equity as defined by the left, the progressive left, are more important than fighting ability or leadership or strength, for that matter? We'll see how effective our military is going to be. And we'll see how effective our special forces are going to be if they have to – I mean, the special forces, those people, those men who are in the special forces – uh, they they're physically extremely strong, and, and there are no women who can match men uh, for for strength and stamina. There's always you know I shouldn't say no, but the number of those women who can even come close is is minuscule, and that's been shown time and time again, uh, and, and, and which is why a lot of the cities have reduced the physical requirements for firemen or fire persons because women just can't qualify. Just because of physical strength, muscle, not because of brains, not because of ability in other things, but in terms of, of, you know, carrying the hoses and carrying people up and down ladders. Uh, You know, there are differences. I know this is terrible and I risk being canceled. Men and women are different. They're different in genetics. They're different in brain structure. They're different in muscle structure. They're different in hormones. And no matter what you do and how many uh, uh, hormones you block, or how many hormones you inject, or how many uh, uh, surgeries you have, you're still a biological male or a biological woman. I know that's terrible. Because nowadays, you are supposed to deny biology. You know, I, baby is born you're supposed to ask and and you're not supposed to ask what, what, what is it a boy or a girl because the answer by those who are with it will be my baby hasn't chosen yet. Yes, right. The baby hasn't chosen yet. That's the answer to 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 the question of have you just had a boy or a girl? My baby hasn't chosen yet. And now you can't now you can't call mother and dad. What do you have to call them now? The birthing parent? Anyone could birth a baby. That is actually what these crazy progressives or some of have said. Anyone can birth a baby. What do you mean anyone can birth a baby? And of course, what they mean by that is a woman who claims she, her gender is male, she can have a baby. Well, my goodness, doesn't that make her a biological female? Oh, no. Her gender... She's chosen her gender as male, which means that males can have babies, right? That's right. You think that's ridiculous? Well, go check it out. So where, where are we? I, I, and you have to understand that progressivism is a religion. So all, that's why the reaction, the cancel reaction, the, the nasty, vicious reaction to anyone who disagrees with anything that comes out of the mouths of the progressives. That includes this COVID thing because a lot of the rules that ju- that uh, governors have put in, I'm talking about Murphy in New Jersey and Cuomo in New York and Whitmer in Michigan and Newsom in California, they're all, of course, Democrats and they're all progressives. And, and it's all about control and power. If one thing about uh, Saul Linsky has taught us, is that as far as a leftist is concerned, the only thing that counts is power. Forget the issues. Saul Alinsky pointed out very clearly, don't talk issues until you have power. Because when you start to talk issues, people have slightly different views and you get into debates. The only thing the leftists is the, for a leftist is the revolution. And those are his words, is the seizure of power. So, and, and, this, and you seize power. What do you do? Well, you got Gramsci uh, involved in this too. You have to destroy the family. Hmm. They're doing that okay. Destroy the church. Doing that okay. And right after the break, we'll get back to the other destructions and how all this ties together.
0: HOF.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on The Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m.
2: Hi, this is Rocky Blair former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: This is Professor Robert D'Agostino with Do Facts Matter? uh, Going through the list of what progressives to advance their religion uh, are doing. And we talked about the destruction of the family, destruction of the influence of the church. Uh, And and that's really for sure. I mean... Uh, to be a, a, a Christian in Western uh, Western countries today is to run afoul of the law. I mean, uh, in Finland, uh, they are uh, tra- criminally charged a former member of the Finnish Parliament with hate speech because she quoted the Bible, and so therefore, she, in defense of Christian morality, shouldn't ask anybody to do anything about attacking people she didn't agree with. She, she's, she she has the old view of the, the Christian view uh, which is um, hate the sin, love the sinner and so she never said, had made anything about uh, she just said she didn't approve of things and she based it on her biblical views and she is under criminal indictment in Finland and that's happening in the United Kingdom, it's happening in a lot of the western countries um, it's not yet in Eastern Europe. They're, they're holding the line. So you have to destroy private uh, – and then after, after religion, you got to destroy private property. That has to be – that has to be go, – uh, go. And, of course, the free market, which is, you know, essentially based on private property. And, you know, when Black Lives Matter leadership claims that they're trained Marxists, read Marx. He is completely evil. The number one evil is private property. That's why Stalin had 40,000 kulaks killed in the Soviet Union because they had private lo- plots of land. They were growing crops and selling them to others so they wouldn't starve. And Stalin had them killed. You've got to destroy private property. And you think, you think it's a, – a, it's, a, it's, what about this looting? I mean, you know what you think? Antifa? which is the the uh, brown shirt wing of the progressive movement you you think they uh they didn't know what they were doing looting what did that destroy private property destroyed people being able to take care of themselves without having to rely on the government that is really harks back to the founders no, no, we have to have all power concentrated in the center so what 's in it for all these groups what 's in it for the corporations? Well, obviously, the corporations they look at uh, they look at the market as global globalization and that 's one reason they hated Trump so much because Trump actually thought that uh, perhaps we ought to save some of the local communities and and save some of their uh, uh, manufacturing in some of their, their businesses and and by uh, not uh, uh, playing this global game. You know, many years ago, I talked to Pete DuPont, who is governor of uh, Delaware, thinking about running for president. And we were talking about economic theory. And I said, you know, uh, Pete, it wouldn't be a bad idea to think a little bit about uh, kind of a uh, little modified mercantilism to protect american manufacturing and american workers uh, because after all if if it's a global economy sooner or later wages are going to equalize so, which means American wages go down while some of the wages, which are too low now, I agree, but wages go up elsewhere. And no, no, he was all for free trade because free trade was more efficient. Well, it is more efficient economically. It probably is. It probably is more efficient. If, if the only thing you care about is efficiency, and, uh, and you, then you can treat labor as a commodity. And that's, of course, what corporations want to do people are either customers or commodities. If they're commodities, you go where the commodities are cheapest. Uh, Asia, China, uh, uh, Africa, where you can get low wages, where you can take advantage of, of the workers. A little slave labor in China, you know, New Uyghurs uh, helping Nike make their sneakers. Uh, what the heck? People are commodities or they're, our, they're customers. So one or the other. So for the corporations, then, this wokiness, this globalization, this anti-Trump, this viciously anti-Trump, anti-Republican, is all about money. Well, not all about money. It's all about limiting competition, because the more powerful the central government, the more the central government issues edicts and passes regulations, the harder it is for people to compete, small businesses to to create be created for people to do startup companies, and the last thing the big corporations want is competition. So with government promising to limit competition because they're hostile to small business, the Obama administration is a good example of an administration completely hostile to small business and not necessarily intentionally hostile, although some people are intentionally hostile, because private property is evil, that's what Marx taught. Uh, Of course, they were very happy with Obama. And we'll see, this this idea that they are not happy with Biden is just not so. Especially since, uh, although Biden is talking about this tax increase and that tax increase, Behind it all, listen to Jerry Nadler in New York. I talked about this before. He wants to return the ability to the wealthy to write off all the taxes, state and local taxes they pay against federal taxes. Trump limited that to $10,000 write-off. Some of these wealthy folks pay two and 300000 or $400,000 in taxes, if they can write them off against federal taxes, they're going to have a huge federal tax cut. So what the Biden administration and, of course, those wealthy people are primarily from the Democratic states. We're talking about New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, California. That's where they're centered. And that those who will benefit greatly because those are very high tax states and they wanna write off all their taxes against federal taxes. Trump said no. You wanna know why they hated Trump so much? There's a good answer right now. Trump cost them money. Uh, yeah, yeah, Trump is big mouth and he was some crude and one would hope that he would act a little more presidential, but that doesn't explain why he was so hated. You got to go deeper than that, and deeper than that, you end up with in, at least on one level, money. And on a corporate level, it comes down to money. So, so that's in it. The, for, and, but how do you maintain power? Well, the big corporations who fund the Democratic Party. It's it's about money. It's about return. What about other groups? How do you how do you how do you get other groups? And, and what is this whole idea of uh, identity politics? or as someone put it making Americans hate each other that's critical race theory that's what it essentially does Um, it's about something else it's about power it's about status the Democrats promise groups that historically low status or groups that think they have low status will now have more status let's look at the the LGBTQ community and I'm and I'm not just talking about those who have same-sex attraction, but this whole group of people with same-sex attraction and people who have uh, uh, sexual dysphoria who are essentially uh, emotionally uh, uh, troubled. And, and what the Democrats promised them is status. Not only power, but status. You no. Know, I can remember growing up in the '50s, the homosexual community wanted tolerance, so they got it. The tolerance means that you may not approve of their behavior, may not approve of what they do, but you're you know you're, you're going to live with it, you're going to recognize these are human beings and you're not go, you're not going to encourage it you're, and, and you may even uh, 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 condemn it as sinful, but you but you, again, you go to you know hate the sin love the sinner. well they got tolerance. Then they want acceptance. Well, the gay community got acceptance. Uh, yeah, they no longer discriminate against most places. And to believe that the the traditional gay community is has a has a, suffers from discrimination is nonsense. Uh, if you look at their the income disposable income is higher than the average uh, other American. They uh, are essentially control the, the the media, the mainstream media. Uh, Look how many talking heads on TV are are, uh, out homosexuals. Um, They certainly control the New York Times and uh, Hollywood. So you name it. And uh, they're in a position of of authority and power. So what's left? Status. All right. So they get uh, their uh, tolerance and have acceptance now they want approval. Well, that may be a bridge too far for a lot of people. But uh, they got approval, at least from the, the so-called cultural elites, uh, have been willing to approve of that behavior. Oh, it's a loving behavior. Okay, fine. Approval. But the next step is control. And, of course, ultimately, status is based on who controls what. And, therefore, if you promise that this community control they have status. And the Biden administration has been putting people in positions of authority without regard to merit. After all, merit, as the progressives have told us, is just another word for white supremacy. Uh, I don't know if they know what they're saying, but that's what they say. So, So merit is no longer a test for supervisory positions. And we we had an interesting article on that uh, by Heather McDonnell in, uh, in the City Journal. Diversity over discovery was the name of the article. Talked about the people, some of the people that oh, Biden is uh, putting in charge of various, uh, or including the crucial, crucial one in defense that relates to the defense of the country. Um, the, the and we have the Department of Energy's Office of Science which is closely related to d- defense uh, is the largest funder of the physical science in the US and who does he appoint he appoints someone with almost no background in anything except diversity the uh, but of course the person appointed the new nominee's only managerial experience consists of serving since 2020 as an interim associate dean of UC Merced Graduate Division which is a division that uh, encourages diversity over merit and bhai is but but this person is a black female who quote one quote, accolades for her work to promote diversity in science, unquote, as Science Magazine puts it. And so she has authority for choosing what to fund, how to fund it. And if her main uh, issue is diversity, diversity hiring, we're in big trouble in the area of uh, government support for pure scientific research. So we have now, go back to this idea, once again, policy, personnel is policy. There we have it. And, again, going back to what I started to say before, President Obama understood that perfectly. One of the first things he did when he became president was was hire some 10,000-plus new federal bureaucrats. And he hired them across a number of... uh, departments and they infiltrated and for 8 years of the Obama administration he was able to corrupt by politicizing the IRS, the CIA, the FBI, and the and the DOJ. The only thing that weren't wasn't corrupted and politicized by Obama was the military which Biden is now taking up that. Unfortunately, Trump one of his big shortfalls, and was he didn't really understand that personnel's policy and did not rid himself for all these people. You know, when when uh, uh, and I'll, I'll pick up this this uh, uh, in a minute. Right now we're up against a break.
0: HOF.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with
1: Victor Show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor Show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out
0: why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor Show, only right here on America's Web Radio.
1: So Professor Robert D'Agostino, back with Do Facts and Matter and talking about what's in it for these various groups and what's in it for the corporations is money and probably in being invited to the right parties. After all, it's nice to rub uh, shoulders with Hollywood stars, apparently. Um, I mean, it's kind of interesting that uh, that you look at, uh, you know, Basketball players who who make ten million dollars a year and have forty million dollar homes, hobnobbing with entertainers who have ninety million dollar homes, talking about how oppressed they are. It's uh, really to to me it. uh, Either you believe what they say or you believe your eyes. Uh, The last thing, yeah, there's racism in this country. I agree. The Democratic Party is a racist party through and through. I've got an article about that. Whether you whether you start with the founder of the Democratic Party, President uh, Jackson, by the way, President Jackson, who founded the modern Democratic Party in the eighteen thirties, was not only a slaveholder and a and a harsh slaveholder and treated slaves terribly. He also was a slave trader. He 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 traded in slaves as commodities. It's how he made a lot of his money before he became president. And uh, my article comes out. I've got that well footnoted. So you start with the founder of the Democratic Party, go right through to the current. And the Democratic Party is a racist party. And uh, so what's in, in it? They have a coalition of people who they're promising status to. They promise power and they promise status. And that's what they're holding their coalition together. Sure you got to convince people maybe that they're victims. I mean, it's hard for me to see women as a class as victims, but the Democrats do what they can to try and convince a lot of women that they're victims. Um, so they have a coalition essentially of uh, single women, a majority of blacks, and, and there's so many blacks who understand they're not victims. That times have changed, even since when I was growing up. And and in New York. uh, And and if if the country is so racist, why are so many African Americans, black Americans, moving away from the the centers of liberalism, Chicago, Detroit, New York, and where are they coming? Why, to the old racist South, right? And you ask them, why have your parents moved you down here uh, to. to, uh, to Atlanta or to the area around Atlanta. Oh, for opportunity. I see. And of course, that doesn't change their voting. They still vote for the same people who got them in trouble, who got Detroit in trouble, who wrecked Detroit, who are busy uh, destroying New York, uh, Chicago, you name it, uh, these progressives, San Francisco, where the um, the prosecutor in San Francisco has announced that she won't, uh, prosecute, uh, theft, uh, and, therefore, the stores are closing because they can't control uh, uh, th- th- theft in their stores. Those people just come in and shoplift whenever they feel like it. And there's nothing these store owners uh, can do about it. Some store owners put everything behind lock and key. So if you want to buy something, they, you've got to come out with the key, open the the, the uh cabinet to give you something but that's certainly uh, expensive and time-consuming but that's what has to be done apparently in some areas in any case what's in it so we we know that if you look at what's in it it's what's in it for people is is a power or the promise of power and the promise of status and of course you have to then say who has the power. So you now decided that it's white heterosexual males who have the power and they have to surrender the power. So we have this nonsense about white privilege. I think the real answer is that we up until recently had a pretty much of a merit merit system in this country for advancement and for various reasons having to do with you know social and contacts, luck to an extent, uh, people advanced based on luck, merit, and contacts. And as African-Americans and Hispanic-Americans make contacts, get uh, more useful education, uh, they're rising up the ranks. You know, <laughs> you look at, what, what is the most educated group in the country? You know what it is? The group with the highest uh, level of education in the country? Nigerians, uh, uh, Americans of Nigerian descent. Look it up. And there's various other groups, uh, Asian groups, and black groups very high up on the list of, of income. And uh, and you know, as, as uh, Thomas Sowell and Walter Williams have pointed out, many discriminated against groups like in Africa, where Indians from India were discriminated against, and East Asia, discrimination against Chinese. That did not stop them from beco- them becoming economically uh, successful, financially successful. So even if there is discrimination, it, it does not serve as a barrier to those who don't want it to be a barrier or, or those who have the opportunity not to. But, of course, the Democrats want to make sure... That there's an underclass that they can claim, uh, they can claim victimhood, and that a Democrats can claim we will give you power when we get rid of these white privileged uh, men. And so, what do they do? Every time the African-American community, American blacks, start to assimilate into the middle class, start to rise up, and their income starts to close the gap with whites, and their educational achievement starts to close, the Democrats think of another way to keep them from advancing, whether it was Jim Crow laws in the South when when the uh, Reconstruction era ended, or whether it was the war on poverty, which essentially wrecked the black family, uh, wrecked. And and we know that crime is related to being raised, males anyway, being raised in single-parent homes. And it doesn't make any difference if you're white or black. The reason there's so much more black crime is so many more black uh, males are raised without their daddies because the federal government has paid women to stay unmarried, has has. Taken over the role of, of supporter of black families and relieve men of their responsibility to take care of their own children, and if you look at the white crime rates, and you see who commits them, the white young white males who commit crimes, they have been raised by and large in single parent homes. So it's not a, it's the, the the key variable is single parent homes whether you're white or black. But, of course, uh, the Democratic policies are, are, are aimed at increasing dependency because in that way you increase power at the center. So we have uh, a party which is racist to the core, the Democrats. And, and let's face it, some of them think they're doing good. Some of the Democrats think they're doing good. But I'm telling you, the people running the show idea-wise know exactly what they're doing. They intend to collapse the, the the country if they can. And if you don't believe me, I want you to look up a, a, a pair of um, sociologists called Clowart, C-L-O-W-A-R-T, and Piven, their husband and wife, P-I-V-I-N. Clowart and Piven, in 1996, they 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 put out the how put out what needs to be done to collapse america and to then recreate it on utopian grounds so so they, they say what has to be done Saul Linsky gives us the strategy and Saul Alinsky's strategy is any means to noble ends and and the noble ends for Saul Alinsky power therefore lies don't matter doesn't, you know sacrificing people's lives don't matter, all in the name of getting power. The, the one good thing about this, and if there is a silver lining, is that the left is always eats its own, because they can never create the utopia. There's, it always falls short. And, and they always fall short because there are evil people. There are people not following through. And whether you were a Lenin, whether you were Danton and Robespierre, or you're Hitler, uh, he was a progressive. Of course he was a progressive. Don't tell me he wasn't progressive. He was, a, he was praised as a progressive when he first came to power. Louis Mussolini. Yes, because they were corporatists. No, not socialist, corporatism. Corporatism is the alliance, is centralizing all economic power in the central government in in a cooperative effort by big corporations, big economic units, big unions, and big government. When when Theodore Roosevelt, I just get really uh, a little annoyed at some of my friends who, oh, Theodore Roosevelt, the trust buster. Well, no, 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 no. Theodore Roosevelt, yes, he went after Rockefeller because he wanted to show Rockefeller who was boss. Theodore Roosevelt or Rockefeller? And he showed him who was boss, Theodore Roosevelt. Of course, Rockefeller made it like a bandit, but and financially by having uh, the standard oil bro- broken up. Oh, you say, what? Broke up to Monopoly, and, and he made out like a bandit economically? Yes, because he got shares in all the companies that uh, succeeded Standard Oil, and that was worth more than, than Standard Oil uh, alone. Um, but uh, when he ran as a bull moose, he ran explicitly as a corporatist candidate. He could have been economically spouting the same stuff Mussolini spouted. So, so economically, corporatist. They're corporatists. They're not socialists. They're corporatists. They don't want to nationalize the governments. They just want to control it all from the center in cooperation with those who know how to run it. You know, as Hitler said, and I'm just paraphrasing, he was asked early in his regime, aren't you a socialist? And Hitler said, of course, National Socialist Party. We're socialists. And he said, well, why aren't you doing what Lenin did in Russia and take over all the businesses? And Hitler's answer, and I'm paraphrasing, was, I want to keep the people who know how to run the business, running the business, as long as they do it, I tell them, and that's how the government is. As long as they do what we tell them, so now we have a, a, a centralized. Just, just look at this stuff that Biden is proposing. I mean, this whole thing with uh, the the Green New Deal is is a deal to concentrate economic power in the center, and corporatist because you don't nationalize. The, it's, it's corporate, and and so what, what else? What has to be destroyed? You have to fool the people. Therefore, you got to destroy the First Amendment. So go right back, and we see what's happening. The big corporations, the big monopoly corporations, big tech, they are completely cooperative and completely on board about destroying the free speech. So the First Amendment is under serious attack. And the, the Democrats fear that the courts might— protect some elements of free speech because don't forget First Amendment applies to government action not private action and they're really afraid of that they're also afraid that the Republicans might get in charge and might might finally do something that shows they're not cowards and actually do something about what's going on rather than talking about it do something about it and so the First Amendment has to go and the Second Amendment has to go I mean we can't let people who are actually law abiding have guns and we have these terrible incidences where people, uh, mass murders, some of them, uh, if, if the law had been, the law in the books had been enforced, it wouldn't have occurred, like the Parkland uh, murders in Florida. But I think I mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. I, when uh, I get a lot of requests from the uh, Brady Pack about gun control, And uh, although the uh, show is over, I will tell you that I wrote to the Brady Pack and say, your your proposals are quite interesting. What's your proposal to take guns away from criminals? And I've gotten no response. Thank you for listening.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com.
2: Thank you for listening.